if you have a dream just to go out and, and pursue it, don't let sort of others knock you down if, if they think your dream's sort of too out there. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today we have left the studio in Soho and we've traveled up north to Manchester. My guest today is a professional footballer who currently plays for one of the most famous clubs in the world, Manchester United. And he's also represented his country playing for England. He is an inspiration to so many young people and he is soon to become a father. Welcome to the show, Chris Smalling. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming <laughs> and giving us some of your time today. Honestly, really oh, appreciate it's a pleasure. it. It's a beautiful sunny day as well up here. It is. It makes a change. Yeah, yesterday was very different. Oh, really? So you brought the you brought the you sun. Brought the with sun. You. Well, everyone was saying to me uh, this morning on Twitter, like you're going up north, you need to wrap up warm because apparently it's freezing. <laughs> so yeah, we're really happy to see that it's sunny. I guess today, I've, well, so many things that I want to talk to you about, but I want to kick it off by taking it back to the start. You have had an incredible career in football, and presumably you've been playing since you were very young. Mm -hmm. So many young children dream of becoming a professional sports player one day. Um, and when you were growing up, who encouraged you and supported you to pursue football as a career? Um, I think getting brought up, I was brought up with my mum and my brother, and um, she was always very supportive. Um, but especially my teacher in, in primary school, he was someone who, because my mum didn't drive at the time, so he took me to a lot of my trials and sort of supported me in that way. But um, yeah, my mum, as long as I was sort of on it with my schoolwork, um, yeah, she was. She made sure that I could get as much football as I could. I actually read before when you mentioned about your school teacher um, and that he had a really positive impact yeah. on you as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was someone that I always enjoyed playing football and um, sort of tried to play as much as I could. But he he gave me that added belief to be able to to kick on and, and try for these trials because sort of growing up I had these our county, our Kent, Kent County, and um, like I, I thought I'd love to go to them, but I couldn't really get to them, and he was someone that always pushed me and helped me, um, so I was very fortunate to be able to have someone who could sort of help me out in, in that way and give me the opportunity to be able to show what I could do. Yeah, and yeah. I guess going the extra mile for you, as you said, yeah. I think, you know, being a teacher, you know, it's an incredibly demanding job, um, but I think if you, you get those special teachers, don't you? I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure they're so proud of you now. Yeah. So, do you ever get to go back to your to your old school? Well, I was going to go back a few years ago, but um, we found out that sort of Ridge Meadow, where my primary school is, shut down. Oh, okay. So um, that was a bit unlucky because we can do like a like this kit kit giveaway where we can give away like 25 kits, full kits, and I wanted them to go back to my old school. Mm -hmm. But then we'd realized that it had been shut like maybe sort of four months before that. Right. So then, so a lot of the, the, the pupils uh, they went to the different schools like Wayfield, Oakfield and, and things down there. So, um, so yeah, it was a bit unfortunate to hear that it, it closed down. Yeah, it's a shame because I guess for, 
you know, I know that you do charity work as well, and I think for young people to have role models to to look up to, you know, seeing them online or seeing them on TV is one thing, yeah. but I guess having an opportunity to really um, see them in the flesh and, you know, when yeah. you meet young people, that must be amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because I'm planning to go back to, to Maidstone where I was brought up and also my secondary school, sort of chatting grandma that um, I still speak to a couple of the teachers, actually. Yeah. So um, now I'm planning on, on going back down when I can. So were you, when you were at school, when you, were you interested in any other sports growing up? Because you're six foot four now, right? Yeah, six foot yeah, four. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you could have considered athletics or even basketball. I was someone who enjoyed all, all sports. Um, yeah, basketball, rugby. Because actually our secondary school was mainly a rugby school. Okay. So we didn't actually play football until secondary, no, until sixth form. So um, now I'd played rugby, athletics, I was a sort of a sprinter, triple jumper, um, and cricket. Literally, there wasn't a sport that I didn't want to play. Right. Yeah, me and my brother were, were mad for it. That's super interesting. You didn't do football until six. No, or no. I think that most was... people assume from like the age of six or seven. Yeah, or... yeah. Because like in in I was playing for my local team, and obviously my county as well. But yeah, in, actually in school, we always wanted to play football. I have a football team, but it was always had to wait until sixth form. So uh, I got my football fix outside of the school, and then um, yeah, it was nice to play sort of with my mates as well at school, rather than just sort of my team that that obviously wasn't going to my school. Yeah, so I guess you got to meet other kids, and I think with all sports as well, with children, it really gives them, you know, like a sense of discipline and yeah. work ethic. Do you think that it, it yeah. had that for you? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I think. You, you have your set days, obviously, when you're training after school and things, and also sort of discipline on the pitch and, and different things. So I think, and I think it, it spurs you on because you obviously enjoy your sport, but my mum was sort of very on me in terms of my work and making sure that me and my brother both got good grades. And um, so, yeah, I think they go sort of hand in hand to be able to complement each other. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. So, and it goes without saying that, you know, you need to be incredibly driven and talented, of sure, to make it as a professional in any sport, but inevitably there'll be ups and downs along the way. So yeah. what advice would you give to anyone listening who's at the start of their career? Um, I think if you have a dream just to go out and, and pursue it, don't let sort of others knock you down if, if they think your dream's sort of too out there or, and I mean, even your ups and downs. I mean, I was, I think 11. So I was going into sort of nearly secondary school and um, I got into my county team, but then the year after I didn't get in. So that really sort of set me back. And as a kid, like you have to ring up this number, you go through these trials, it gets narrowed down to 30, and then you have to ring up this number and it tells you the squad over the phone. Oh my gosh. I literally, and I'm like 12 <laughs> years old. Yeah. And uh, my name wasn't read. Right. So I was literally devastated. My mum's sitting over there, like she's waiting for me. And I sort of rang it like three, four times. And I was devastated. Like that's a moment that I will never, never forget because you're so young as well. And then, um, but I think that sort of spurred me on that the next year, I got in again. So I think those are obviously defining moments that I think can make you. And like, once you are successful, they're the times that you don't forget. So that's mm -hmm. a, that was my first real disappointment and something that's really sort of stuck with me. Yeah, wow, thanks for sharing that. And, and I guess, as you said, you were so young, but you still remember it so clearly. Yeah. So I guess those kind of setbacks, you know, taught you even then to kind of persevere and it, yeah. didn't, it obviously didn't deter you. No. And then you went on to, yeah, I mean, Man United, obviously most famous club yeah. in the world, but England as well. You yeah. know, there's, there's no bigger stage than that. No, there's not. I mean, sort of in our living room, me and my brother are often sort of playing. We only had a small living room, a little ball, and often hitting lamps and whatnot. But it was just a case that we always enjoyed it. And then even when I didn't get in, some people go, oh, it's okay, try something else and, and things like that. But 
I was sort of headstrong that this is what I, I wanted to do and um, I wasn't going to let anyone sort of stop me. Mm. Amazing. And as I said, being on that big, big stage, you know, I guess, how do you, you know, how do you even prepare for that? You know, when you, it's like a dream, but then it actually happens. Yeah. Did you, you know, did you feel, do you still feel nervous when you have big games and you're putting that kit on? Um, I do still get nerves, yeah. No, I think, it, and I think it's good nerves. I think the the anticipation up to a game, even if it's a not a so-called big team or a smaller team, I think you get those nerves when you're going on the way to the game. I've got my headphones in and I think you've got your butterflies sort of going in your stomach. And I think that's what you need just to really spur you onto that added level. But um, no, I still get I still get the odd nerves. Obviously, yeah. I'm more relaxed than I, than I was when I first started out, but um, I still get those those butterflies for sure. Yeah, and those big crowds, and I guess now as well, everything's televised, and I guess with the internet yeah. as well, it's like, wow, it's a lot of people watching. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no hiding place, should we say, I think, good or bad, but um, no, I think that's just how football's developed, and um, no, I think you just, you end up getting used to it, but I think you almost thrive of it as well, because I think you know there are so many eyes on you, and then I like to be on that centre stage, and making like performing when it counts really I think that's what that's what that's what I thrive off okay Chris I want to talk to you about your you've switched to eating a vegan diet mm -hmm. and is that so how long ago when did you make that change and what yeah. was the motivation behind the change okay so yeah I'm a vegan now and my wife knows the date that I actually went fully vegan which was just over a year ago October 2017 because she was actually vegan first mm -hmm. and she's been vegan for about three years. This is what happened in our house. Oh really? Yeah, yeah same. The same. Yep. <laughs> so uh, literally before that year when I went fully vegan, obviously Sam's a very good cook and um, she was cooking a lot of my breakfasts and dinners. So um, I was trying a lot of her food and then um, over, over a couple of months I started to feel sort of some benefits, especially in my tendonitis that I think a lot of people, not just in football, but in all sports get. And I, I noticed my symptoms go down after I sort of cut down a little bit on red meat. So so that sort of got me a little bit thinking because at first I was like used to my what I was eating. and um, But then I started to notice benefits. I thought, oh, I'll do some research myself. Because so, I was totally, like I get a lot of questions now asking obviously your typical vegan questions, but I was at that stage, stage then. So um, yeah, so I started to read a few more books. Sam had chucked a lot of documentaries at me and um, and I think it just got to a stage where sort of my last two books that I read were um, Eating Animals was one, yep. which was, and The Happy Vegan by uh, Russell Simmons. Mm -hmm. That was actually the very last book I read. As soon as I finished it, it was like, that's it, um, that's it now. After I sort of looked into all the, how brutal it is for animals and sort of unnecessary for your health as well. I think it was just something that I couldn't ignore anymore. And then from then on, um, I was fully vegan. And, uh, and I'm loving it. Yeah? yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, how do you think it's kind of um, having that vegan diet, you mentioned about tendonitis, do you think that it mm. um, has benefited your recovery and just your overall wellness as well? Yeah, yeah, 100%, I think, even when I was just cutting down on red meat and about my tendonitis, I mean, now I'm fully vegan, I get no symptoms whatsoever. I literally, when I was warming up before, it take me 15, 20 minutes just to get it warmed up because it's anyone who does a bit of running will notice sometimes you might get that and uh, then my recovery because normally the second day after a game is often often the worst but I feel like I'm recovering a lot quicker and even in um, sort of hitting personal best in the gym as well also I've been been out injured nearly nearly fit now but um, like we do this Nordics for our hamstrings yeah. sort of hit new PBs on that new power on the bike so um, no it's it's something that 
is that I'm really enjoying and and clearly thriving in terms of the results that the sort of the club sort of medics and that see as well so it's yeah. uh, brilliant that's awesome to hear it's really cool and I think for a lot of people to hear that you know you're a six foot guy you're a footballer and you're kind of saying yeah, yeah you know I eat a vegan diet and I think it's definitely become more you know I think some people say it's like a trend or it's just a cool fad or whatever mm. but I think actually hearing you know that it does benefit people's health well-being yeah. etc is, is really awesome and not just maybe in London it's like you know your yoga teachers and yeah, everyone's like yeah. oh okay they're vegan but um yeah I think it's, it's really awesome no exactly because obviously my position I'm I'm often one of the strongest people on the pitch because we're the ones defending heading it and kicking it so the fact that I am getting stronger and, and fitter that I think that's a, a good example for, for people not to be sort of wary and maybe just look into it a little bit more because uh, there's a lot more examples of, of people sort of thriving on it now, isn't there? Yeah, loads. And I think, you know, like you said, you actually did your own research. So you watched the documentaries, but then you also, you know, read the books and yeah. um, I guess you have, yeah, nutrition support as well. Because yeah. um, I think that's the thing as well. But often people will say to me, they'll say, oh, well, if you're plant-based, because I run, you know, all different distances. And yeah. it's difficult because you don't want to give people like specific advice, but I always just say, well the information's out there yeah. now you can just as you said read these books you can search online you can get you know even speaking to i don't know gps dietitians yeah, the info yeah. is there now for people who want it definitely yeah i think that's like as if people ask me for advice i think that that's educate yourself is definitely the number one thing i think you can it's so easy to be able to try different things these days i mean restaurants have so many vegan menus i mean supermarkets sainsbury's tesco's all have their own aisle now and things where i think once you've educated yourself it's not just uh, I'm trying to do it to be healthy, which is good for some, but once you know the whole ins and outs of it, I think that's when sort of, because vegan isn't just like a, to me, it's not just a, a diet where it's for a week or a month, it's almost like a lifestyle. And I think once you've looked into it and educated yourself, I think it's it's something that you enjoy because I mean, I'm having more foods, different types of foods than I've ever had before, so. And have you found some um, like new good spots to go to? Because I think that was when I first started eating plant-based, socializing, going out, I always yeah. used to kind of think, oh, you know, if someone had a, a birthday dinner or a party, I'd be thinking yeah. I didn't want to be that awkward, inconvenient one. Yeah, but yeah. as you said now, I think, you know, places are far more accommodating. So have you found some good yeah. spots? Yeah, we have. I mean, even to a year ago to now, I think the amount of options that there are, and even when my sort of wife went vegan sort of three years years ago the difference between then and now I think even most restaurants I mean the Greg sausage roll that yes. everyone's literally <laughs> the viral sausage yeah, roll that I can never get by the way I mean, yeah, I've, I've, gone, I've gone four times and it's been sold out every time you see and then my wife brought one back and I tried it and literally she bought a load home for some other people to try who were meat eaters and couldn't tell the difference yeah which is and even like was it the other day Frankie and Benny's mm -hmm. got their own vegan menu yeah I literally you can go everywhere and have and that's the way sometimes to try it because I think when people worry about going vegan it's like oh am I going to get my burgers am I going to be able to ice if, cream yeah and yeah. all of that and then once you try maybe the odd vegan dessert out or the odd main course and you realise that you can have those things when you want a cheat day then the rest almost is not as fearful for some I think because yeah. everyone likes a treat from time to time I mean everyone loves a burger I know I do so uh, <laughs> yeah no it's funny about that sausage roll thing because that was uh, yeah went viral apparently it was like yeah. the craziest uh, um, fastest selling product they've ever made and Piers Morgan was talking about yeah. it and yeah and then also I don't know if you've seen and heard of the celery juice hype but no, at no. the moment lots of people are on this celery juice hype and it's basically you have celery juice in the morning first thing on an empty stomach you have I think it's 16 ounces is what's recommended and oh, okay. nothing else with it no apple nothing just celeries um, and celery is also becoming sold out so oh, really? yeah you look in supermarkets so <laughs> well they are no, um, down south anyway yeah so there's no <laughs> vegan sausage rolls left and no celery we've run out <laughs> 
Okay, so I want to talk to you about the Power Hour because this yeah. show is called the Power Hour because I get up early and I have what I call my Power Hour, which is the first hour of my day every day. Yeah. And I'm quite intentional about what I do in that time. So on this show, I ask all of my guests about their morning routine. So I'd love to know, Chris, what time do you get up in the morning mm-hmm. and what does the first hour of your day look like? Yeah. Okay. It's quite funny with the celery juice that you're referring to. That's, I'll go on to that. Well, so yeah, I get up, sort of my alarm is normally set about 7.45, because sometimes be half seven, but just depends. Um, But no, yeah, normally 7.45. And then the the first thing that we do actually, me and my wife, we have a glass of warm water with lemon juice in it. That's obviously, I think, got a lot of health benefits for your sort of immune system and everything. So, um, and then often when we have that, at the very start of the day, we sort of set an intention, which was literally like what you just mentioned. And then it can be anything, say, if I've got a game, I want to sort of play well in the game, or if it's another aspect of my life, I think. So try and start the day on a sort of positive, positive footing. And then um, I'll go downstairs, let the dogs out straight away because they're itching to, uh, to go outside. And then, um, yeah, it's breakfast time. So uh, it can vary between, quite often, what do we have? Sort of oat or sort of chia porridge with sort of banana and pumpkin seeds. That's often my go-to with a protein shake on the side. So that's all done within sort of 45 minutes. And then um, I'm out the door and and off to training. So, uh, yeah, that's, that tends to be our, our my, my morning routine. Awesome. Sounds good. And you've got two dogs. Yes, two. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some pictures. They look gorgeous. And so do you get a chance to walk them in the mornings or do you walk them in the evenings or, or do they kind of just have space to run around? Yeah, it can vary. It can vary. Sometimes I'll get up maybe half an hour before if I'm going to walk them before or sometimes Sam will. But I'll always walk them in the afternoon after right. sort of back from training and then sometimes in the morning depending um, on Sam's movements as well. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I definitely like to get back from training and uh, no, just go on go on any random walks. And uh, no, it's... A good no, it's way to de-stress. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah definitely. Because I think, like you say, football or life in general can, can, get, can get on top of you. And then being able to just, when you come home and then you've got the dogs jumping over you and crazy and you just want to sort of take them out and just takes you totally away for, for sort of an hour, an hour and a half whilst you're out with them. Yeah, yeah, we've had a few guests talking about kind of the benefits of, you know, being outside in nature and mental health benefits and not just the fact that I think often when people think about getting outside in nature, they're like, oh, you have to be, I don't know, on a beautiful beach or on like, you know, with a mountain view. And they're like, no, it can just literally be getting yeah. outside, you know, no, just exactly. getting out into your local park or the yeah. woods or whatever. It's just that fresh air, I think, quite often, just just getting out and just, just having a stroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, though, you live up north, so, yeah. I mean, it's cold and apparently it's set to get even colder in the next couple of weeks (laughs) so I think at this time of year a lot of people kind of struggle with motivation you know getting up in the morning and just motivation in general to kind of be active especially outside because you know it's we've got all these things working against us it's dark in the morning it's cold so yeah I guess how do you motivate yourself even up north in the freezing cold to get out I think it's it helps to have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> they give you no other option because they're so eager. But yeah, I think like you say, at this time of year, I mean, it is dark in the morning. It's getting dark at four, half four. Yeah. And I think I think it's just about getting into routine. I think some days you might not want to, but even 
just sort of walking to the shops or just just getting out a little bit of fresh air because quite often we're, we're stuck inside and working or whatnot I think I think getting trying to get into a routine that's the because sometimes it's it's not pleasant having putting your coat your hat everything on your boots coming home muddy you've got to wash the dogs but it's almost always worth it when you're out there just quite for me walking with the dogs because they're just they're just the life and soul so uh, mm. that, that's what often gets me gets, gets me out me. in these selling days selling it to me, me I want to get a days. dog my brother's just got a dog we haven't got one yet but oh, really? um, I'm tempted yeah, I never grew up on dogs actually no um, sort of me and my brother we were always quite fearful of dogs because our neighbours when we were younger often kept sort of changing so they always had a dog in the garden and it was always quite vicious because right. like, the board would go over and it's and like back then I didn't really understand that it's obviously the owners who was always leaving the dog outside mm -hmm. so it wasn't really until I met Sam and she had the smaller dog Miley that um, I started to see animals in a different light because even when I sort of first met her I was like oh I'll keep the dog in the other room really? and uh, whereas now she doesn't leave my side like oh. I get home she's on my knee and then that's when we got Reuben because it was the first time that I'd got a dog from puppy yeah so um, yeah but now I'm dog mad and would oh. never but yeah it was literally not until sort of until you're really close to a dog that because we were we were always quite fearful growing up, actually. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually, because I think, yeah, sometimes people just are brought up with animals and they're yeah. just dog people, you no. know what I mean? And sometimes yeah, you think yeah. if you're not a dog person, but like you said, if you haven't had an experience with no. them, or worse, if you've had a bad experience, yeah, it can exactly. really put you off. Yeah, because literally all my brother, me and brother, wanted to just play in our garden. It was quite a small garden, so it always go over the fence and you want to get it back, and it's just like, it's dogs barking. Like, Did you ever get it back? Biting our ball and everything. Oh, no. I'd have to try and wait a day or so until they let it back in, and then we'd have to jump over and get it. <laughs> So and since, since then, we've always just, like, until I met Sam, which was what, nine, ten years ago. So it wasn't really, like, until I was 20, until I really started to see animals sort of in a different way that I wasn't. So now I sort of have that connection sort yeah. of everywhere I go. But, uh, yeah, it's like people say, like you say, I'm not a dog person, but mm -hmm. until you are close and, and every day with one, it's, there's always... And now you've got your little boy on the way. Yes. So I guess the dogs are going to have to get used to that as well. Yeah, yeah. New arrival. You're going to be yes. busy. You're going to be busy. Yeah, I'm going to be busy. The dogs keep me busy enough as it is. But yeah. uh, now the good thing is both dogs, they like kids. Like some of Sam's friends have sort of little boys and girls. So um, now hopefully they, they make him feel welcome at home yeah. straight away. Awesome. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you about the Power Hour Challenge because each week I ask the guests to kind of give the listeners something that they could try this week. So something they can try to maybe improve themselves or improve their lives or maybe just to try something new. Mm -hmm. And so it can be for one hour. It could be one hour every day or it could just be, you know, one hour. And as I said, this, this time of year, it's hard for people to get motivated. So could you give us something, Chris, that we can try this week? What do you think? Try this week? Um... I think something that I, because I like to read, but it's often fitting in the time to be able to read. And um, like quite often I try to read before bed, but then sometimes you can get in bed late and then you end up don't reading for a few days. So I think 
even get into like a Waterstones or, or reading online. I mean, I've ordered so many books off Amazon that, I mean, there's so many different books, be it self-development. I mean, I've read even just to boost your own confidence in general or sort of the, the power of attraction or even starting a business because like I've, I've bought the one recently, the, the Everything Store by Jeff Bezos, the 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 book and I quite like like even watching like Dragon's Den and mm -hmm. different businesses and that that's something that because even if I wasn't into football I was going to go into financial economics yeah. so that's something that I've always been quite interested in so I try to read as many biographies different different things I think there's so many different aspects of books that if you can try different genres I think that's something that I think just definitely helps and it takes you away as well just like not like meditation but it's almost zones you in just to, mm. to a book for a bit so that's something that I'm going to try and do a bit more as well because yeah. I do love to read it's just sometimes fitting in awesome so fitting in some more reading and maybe yeah. picking a new genre and what was the, yeah. the Jeff Bezos one that's the everything store the everything yeah store. I've just started it but um obviously he's the he's at the top of the yeah. top but it's I quite like re seeing how a lot of these startups come from small to big it's something that um that interests me and that even sort of outside of football and after football it's something that I would like sort of that side that to be able to get involved in so that's why I quite like reading sort of mm. books on books on pit successful stories like that yeah me too I love reading stuff like that I've got a whole long list that I can share with yeah. you of all my because I don't read fiction I only yeah. read non-fiction books yeah that's similar. That's, that's, that's similar to me I know I've got I've, every time I sit or see a book I order I like I've got so many books at home and I've got a list as well on my yeah. phone like you and it's just making sure I get through them but every time I see another couple of books and it's like oh that's another one that I need to yeah. sort of read as well what I've done I started um, downloading them on audible because I oh, found it hard to yes. find the time to a sit with a couple of the physical. physios actually said that's I, I might have to actually yeah. sort of do that that's, yeah that's I find it hard to find the time to sit with a physical book and I'm also quite easily distracted so I'll kind yeah. of want my thoughts wander whereas yeah with audible I'll download the book and literally listen to it when I'm out running or driving in the car yeah driving in the car is a good one yeah my yeah. friend does that he reads uh, listens to a lot of, sort of different podcasts and books and things in the car so that's that's yeah. definitely I think where another opportunity is yeah and the best thing about it for me anyway is the they're often narrated by the writer so for example I'm yeah. listening to Michelle Obama becoming along with uh, everyone and yeah. it's narrated by Michelle Obama so you're that literally is, like listening to her yeah. read her own book to you that's which class, I think is isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's super powerful to hear it the way I guess they intended it that to be it's supposed to be yeah yeah no that is that is class Awesome. So, uh, yeah, get involved, guys. Let us know if you're joining the Power Hour Challenge. Let us know what you're reading. You can get in touch um, online, on Instagram, on Twitter. Chris, where can people find you online if they want to get in touch on Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, yeah, Smalling on Instagram and on Twitter, at Chris Smalling, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's something that I've not been too on. I've been on social media for, for a few years. I started quite late in terms of maybe the last few years, but uh, something that I'm becoming a lot more involved and uh, now enjoying. So yeah, catch me on there. Awesome, thanks. And my closing question, which I asked to all guests. So today we've talked about, I guess, your journey so far and uh, it's called the Power Hour because I really do believe and value time so much. And I believe that time is the most important thing we all have. Yeah, you know, you can definitely. get your money back, but you can never get your time back. Yeah, so I really appreciate you giving us your your time today so oh, thanks no, very much so my closing question is what is the most valuable thing that time has taught you um i think the most valuable thing is to enjoy i think enjoyment i think if you're not enjoying what you're doing then look into look into something that that does sort of fulfill your time and, and makes you happy because like you say we've all 
we've all had close ones that we've lost or people know that we've lost and, and things can go very quickly, like you say. So I think finding something that really enjoy, that you enjoy and, and lifts you, I think that's that's the most important thing because like you say, life is, is too short and you never know when the end is, end, end is near. So uh, just get out there and, and enjoy. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, Chris. I've absolutely loved loved talking to you today. And um, yeah, if you're enjoying the show, then thanks for listening. Make sure that you subscribe, uh, leave us a comment. You can reach out on social, as I said. And yeah, I really appreciate your time. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.